Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Hello, my friend, and thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, the podcast host, and it's a joy to have you along with us. I want to, first of all, today, thank everybody for their support of our recent fundraiser as we were raising the support necessary to keep the podcast going. As I mentioned to you, it takes about $1,500 a year to just operate the podcast and pay the bills and keep things rolling, occasionally maybe buying a small piece of equipment or something. And then we wanted to give $1,000 towards a mission project in which we were um, helping to build a church in the Philippines. So we started that on a Thursday night, and by Saturday night of last week, it was all raised within about 48 hours to God be the glory. We got $2,500 and even went a little over the mark. So I, I thank all of you for giving. And if you didn't get a chance to give and would like to give towards Hope Along the Journey podcast, then just go to the link at the bottom of this episode. You'll see the link that will take you to PayPal where you can send in a contribution. Uh, we give regularly on top of the $1,000 that we give for this project. Hope Along the Journey regularly gives to missions, and there are other needs that we try to help as God supplies the needs. One of the things that I really wanted to do when I started Hope Along the Journey podcast was to use some of what would come in, a good portion of it, to help with missions around the world. I believe in missions. I believe that we have the Great Commission still before us to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and make disciples. So if you give to us, we will certainly give a generous amount of that in support to missions. I've also got some, uh, I want to buy a video projector so we can occasionally start doing some some videos. My goal is eventually that sometime by November, December, we'll start posting a monthly video of an actual podcast recording so you could go to YouTube and actually watch the podcast. So those are some of the things uh, that we're looking for. So as God supplies the funds and as money comes in, that's what we're going to be doing. But today, today I'm just going to talk to you from my heart. This is a heart talk today from, from my heart to yours. I've recently been preaching at my church about David. David's one of the most fascinating characters in the Old Testament. I, I love the life of David. I love his heart for God. I, I love how God brought him out of nowhere from the sheepfold to where he shepherded a nation. And that and that's what I've been preaching on of late at my church is, is the life of David. But David's journey from the sheepfold to the throne was not the journey and the path that we would have laid out. It certainly wasn't the journey that David would have laid out at all had he been laying out the journey. 
because that journey led him through a lot of very difficult places. I, I recently preached a, a message at Kenwood at, on when God lets every crutch be removed, when God removes all the props, the scaffolding, when God permits that to be removed from our lives. And that's exactly what happened with David. God let so many supports and crutches come from his life. You you think about it. There was the crutch of familial love and support. Um, He was taken from his father's house at a young age. And, And the Bible says that when Saul took him from his father's house, that he would not let him go home anymore. And so at a young age, when David proved himself, Saul took him away and so he lost that connection with his family. There was also that, that crutch of praise and position that, that God removed from his life. You remember, whenever he slayed the, the giant, when he, or rather when he slew Goliath, you remember they, they had the great folk song. I always say it was on the top 10 country music songs of Israel. It was Saul has slain his thousands and David is ten thousands. And the women danced in the street and played tambourines and sang this song. In fact, it became so popular, we read later on in David's story, that they even knew the song in the land of the Philistines. They knew this song. It became so popular. But there came a time when God took all of that from David's life. And David had to flee from Saul. Saul was after him. Saul was out to kill him. Twice he had thrown the spear at him while David was playing the harp, you remember, and and tried to pin him to the wall. And so he has to flee. the, The crutch of marital love and affection was also removed from his life. I mean, Michael, Saul's daughter, she really loved David. She loved him. But he had to leave, and she helped plan an escape where he could escape by night and to get away because her father was was going to kill him. I, I think about the fact that God removed the crutch of even that close friendship and comradeship that he had with Saul's sons, Jonathan. You remember, these two men, they loved each other. They they And, and again, we're talking about that love of comradeship, that love of, of deep friendship, a love that is deeper than even that brotherhood that a man can feel with his own flesh and blood. If you've if you've never been in war, and I've not been in war, but but I, I've talked to a lot of people who have been in the army or the military, and they say the connection you build with those men who you are in the trenches with and in the battle with, it's deeper than the bonds even of brotherhood, and and that's kind of where David and Jonathan were, and Jonathan loved David as his own soul, and and their their hearts were knit together, but but for a long period of time, that is going to be torn from David's life, friendship. And then, you know, it even gets to the point where David hit the crutch of self-confidence and any last fiber of self-reliance will be ripped from his life. I mean, we read in 1 Samuel 21 uh, where it says that he rose and fled from before Saul. He went to Achish, the king of Gath, and There, the servants of Achish says, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing of him to one another in dances, saying, Saul is slain his thousands and David is ten thousands? 
Now David took these words to heart and was very much afraid. I mean, this is the giant slayer. This is the man who could go out in the valley and and slay the giant because the name of God was at stake. But here he is, he's afraid. So he changes his behavior, the Bible says, before them. He he pretended madness in their hands, scratching on the doors of the gate, and let his saliva fall down on his beard. And so we have him drooling and pretending to be a madman. And, And eventually, he is cast out and has to leave the city, and he ends up in the cave of Adullam. I mean, here he is, this man of God, this mighty warrior, this man who God took from the sheepfold, this man who Samuel anointed saying, God does not look on the outward, or he looks on the heart. And here is this young boy who who knew what it was to see God use him miraculously to change the battle there in the valley as he slew the giant. I mean, here is the boy who became the the king's son-in-law and sat at the king's table and became a leader of the armies of the king. All of this. And he lost it. It was all taken from him. Now, Now, the reason I share this with you is this, and that is that there are times in our life when God does allow the crutches and the props to be removed. And the reason he does it is because there is a deeper work he wants to do in us. In fact, for David, one of the things I believe that God wanted to do in David's life was he didn't want David to become another Saul. So in order to make sure that he didn't become another Saul, God is going to let him go through the the crucible of suffering and live in the cave and dwell in the wilderness and and raise up an army of 400 misfits and God is going to, but God is shaping him and God is preparing him for the next thing. So friend, I want to ask you today, what prop has God recently taken out of your life? What crutch has God recently removed? Has it been maybe a a friendship or a relationship? Maybe it's been the crutch of a job and all of a sudden that job has has been terminated. And now you find yourself out there scrambling, looking for employment. Maybe it's the crutch of finances. Maybe there was a time when you were doing well financially, and oh man, you had all your ducks in a row and your 401k and all your your IRAs and mutual funds or whatever you had, stocks and bonds, but you know, that prop is gone. Maybe it is the prop of popularity and fame. Maybe there was a day when you were the hero and now you're a zero. (laughs) I'm telling you, that can happen so quickly in our life. Flame Fame is such a fickle thing in our life. It's fleeting. It It can go away so very, very quickly in our lives. And so, David, now the the women dancing in the street, people in the, in the marketplace humming the tune, uh, sitting at the king's table, being able to enjoy the blessings of, of marital love, 
the connection with his family, the friendship and camaraderie with Jonathan, all of the prestige and the honor that he once had, now he's living in a cave. And he doesn't know what the next move is. He doesn't know what God is yet going to do, and he certainly doesn't understand how all of this fits in to God taking him from the sheepfold to where he will shepherd a nation. No more than you and I understand some of the crazy twists and turns in your life and in my life that happen in this journey of following Jesus. Oh, yeah, we we like to map out our lives, and, and we like to put the strategy together, and we like to feel like somehow maybe we've got our hand on the wheels of where our life is going. But you know, and I know, if you've lived any amount of life at all, that can change so quickly. Now, there's a few things I think we need to consider and we need to think about as we think about what happened to David. First of all, the development of character and personal holiness in our lives often leads us in uncertain and difficult pathways. I want to say that again. The development of character and personal holiness in your life and in my life often leads us in uncertain and difficult pathways. God often takes us, as Robert Frost said, on that road or path less traveled. God often takes us in difficult ways that we would not have chosen for ourselves, but it's all part of the development of our character and of making us more like Christ, developing us in personal holiness. Secondly, the unexplainable and puzzling turns of events in your life and in my life, don't miss this, they are no indication that God has left us or is no longer leading us. The unexplainable, puzzling turns in your life that are happening right now are no indication that God has left you or is no longer leading you. God was as much a part of David's life at this step and at this moment as he was in that moment when he was out there and he slew the lion and he slew the bear, at that moment when he slew the giant, At that moment, whenever Samuel came and the anointing all ran through his young beard and he heard the words that he was going to be the future king, God was no less with him at this moment. That is important for us to understand because I think we so often think that God God is in the big moments of our life, in the crescendo moments of our life, but God is there in the pauses and in the silence, and in the loneliness, and the bewilderment, God is there even in the cave with us. A third thing to remember is this, that when all the supports and crutches in our lives have been removed, when God allows all the supports, all the scaffolding, He allows some or all of it to be knocked away from our lives, it is then And then only that you will come to realize that your God is enough. You you will never 
See, you'll never come to experience or know that God is all you need until you reach a moment when God is all you have. But when you reach that moment when you know that God is all you have, (laughs) you find out he's all you need. You don't need any other props to hold you up. God will hold you up. In fact, during this time, during this time, Psalm 34, David composed this, and it and the heading of the psalm says, A psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. This was one of the cave songs, and it's not a woe is me, but listen to what, what David wrote in this, in this time. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, delivered me out of all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers him. So taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? When you have God and you seek God and he's all you have, you will not lack any good thing. God will supply your needs. So I don't know who you are today. I don't know what prop has recently been knocked out of your life. I don't know what has happened recently that makes you realize that you can't trust in that person or that individual or that relationship or or that financial stability or that job or whatever it is that you have maybe been leaning too hard on. Today, you need to rediscover the fact that God permits this in order to refine you, in order to spiritually make you more like Christ, and to prove himself in that time to be all that you need. One of my favorite songs that we used to sing when I was a kid, we, we don't sing it much anymore, but the title of it was, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less Than Jesus' Blood and Righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. And when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. For on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. My friend, today, you can rest in God, and you can trust in God, and he can give you the hope that you need for the journey. We appreciate you listening today. If this has been an encouragement to you, why don't you share hope along the journey with someone? Maybe what I shared today, it may relate to you, but maybe you can think of somebody that, you know, I think that person needs to hear 
what happened in the life of David and and would be encouraged by what was shared on the podcast today. So would you share the podcast with somebody? We'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a note sometime. Uh, we'd love to put you on our mailing list. If, if you'll just reach out to hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. That's hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. We'd love for you to come to the website and take a look. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know more about you. We'd love, if you have a prayer request, we would love for you to just share your prayer requests with me. I've got, I've got about a dozen people that are part of my uh, that are out there praying regularly for this podcast, and if you would like me to, I would share that prayer request with them, and and we would join with you and partner with you in praying. Remember today that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. If you look to Him, you will find hope along the journey. God bless you, my friend, and thank you once again today for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.